right, this is Timothy Brown of 360 Family Office. And welcome to um, another episode of our podcast, Life Easier and More Profitable. So today, we thought we'd take it from the top and talk a little bit about what is a family office. What's 360 Family Office? Um, so maybe a little history of uh, the evolution and what, what today's version of the family office is and can be. So let's start out with the history of the family office. It began back in the um, Industrial Revolution, actually, here in America, where it picked up a little bit of what has been going on in England and in in Europe for a long time, which is the super rich um, needed help. And in managing all of their assets, the governance of all those assets, how to make them all work, where the, you know, it's real estate management 101, right? You know, the properties all need to be cared for and elevated. And so you started with that. So you think of someone like Carnegie, who's one of the great philanthropists of all time, and he had a family office and he, you know, he did so much. So it was a beautiful, he, he was in the steel business in the railroad business, in the manufacturing business. So he had businesses consuming his time and he was in the business of giving away his money. So in that, what he needed was people to run those businesses and he needed attorneys to, for the, for the form of the businesses and the taxation of them was handled by his accounting and other legal and professional staff. And so that's a big part of it. Then the next part of it was what about his family, his wife and his children how, what's it look like for them? He knew he only had so much time on earth, so he needed to have a plan for them in the present. How am I caring for them? Where do we live? How are they being schooled? How are we handling finances so that my wife is happy with what's going on, that I spend time and travel with her and and and, and provide those basic marital duties in the course of running this fast enterprise? And so then, then on the philanthropy side, he gave away more money than, than anybody. So there's libraries all over this country. There's, of course, Carnegie Hall. It was one of his first things he did there. But he really wanted to leave his mark on the world with high-impact philanthropy. And in his case, it came in the form of real estate and building things that were going to be left after him. So he was a big fan of that. But that was a that's the that's those kind of families. Um, big banking and, um, and inheritance, well, those big families have these types of demands. And so it evo- it's evolved over time. And so you, you just used to have the family office. And then you might have a family office now where, you know, you have two, you have a floor on a tall building in Santa Monica. And up there, you know, you walk in, there's your receptionist talking uh, to the members of your family and yourself. And you go in and that's where your legal staff is, your accounting staff is, your um, philanthropy, uh, planned giving kind of folks are working with you there. Um, And then investment management's going on. Investment management's a big, uh, time-consuming, sophisticated, tax-burdened process. So, how, who's who's working on all those parts of the investment management, and what does it look like for an ultra high net worth family? It, it looks like a lot of different things because uh, once you get the bottom of the traditional single family office, the the bottom valuation is around fifty million or so, which gives you enough capital to access 
professional staff at, at the best intellectual capacity. You want that in a, the, the highest intellectual capital working for you. And that's true of all uh, family offices, big, small, or otherwise. That's what we're trying to do is intellectual capacity. Where is it coming from? How do we collaborate with it? How do we find it? How do we afford it? What's the investment doing for us? So there's um, that, 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 that professional uh, uh, capital. Um, and, and so the other part of investments at that 50 million above is that you get access to private equity. You have enough capital so that you can do private equity. Private equity is where you buy businesses and you get to be the owner and other people get to run them without you and send you the profits. And so you're looking for those opportunities and you might have a variety of partnership uh, partners in a partnership that's formed by someone else that says, would you like to join us in this uh, private equity transaction? Additionally, you might think as private equity, what about venture capital? That's a form of private equity. And that has so many different levels. You know, there's the there's the seed level and the development level, and they and you can move from one to another with a proper venture capital management firm working for you, which gets you access to the deals that are new, exciting, and they and they vet them for you. And you probably would want more than one working for you in that space because you might want uh, emerging technology or something in AI or what uh, the bio side or just interesting new businesses. Um, so there's different flavors and you might want to have a, 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 your finger in more than one if you've got that 50 million or more. Um, additionally, you get access from the, the Goldman Sachs and types of investment banks like that that will bring you those um, kind of private uh, investment transactions before they go to the public markets. And then when they go to the public markets, you've got a chance to get in the inv- IPO of those businesses. So that's what it looks like when you're 50 million and above is that that's the kind of capital required to really get those levers to move for you. So you say, well, I'm not in the 50 million. How can I make the family office concept work for me? That that So then you move down to the next level below private, the, the single family office into what we call the the multifamily office, where a, a number of families might come use one firm to do all of those different ca- things, and they just share the overhead and the intellectual capital and the uh, and the access to those ideas is becoming more available. and And that's the fir- that's the multifamily office approach, where you hire a firm to do those kind of things for you. Then there's the virtual family office, which is what 360 family office space. That's the space that we're working in for our families, which is um, trying to bring that the, that ultra high net worth experience and or the theory and the and the um, the benefits of the thinking behind it to that family that's in the five, 10, 25 million dollar space, which was frequently, not aware of how to get to those places, or, or, or there's not the kind of expertise available that understands how to deliver it. So that's what we're all about is what mindset and business structure will allow a family to access the family office ideal at, without having the 50 to $300 million initial. That's where the conversation is. It's between 50 and 300 million that people really say, 
yeah, you got enough to be doing private equity deals at 300 million. It's very common to have that conversation. And then other people will swear 50 will, 50 million will get it done, but we're not in that space. We're trying to bring that idea to again, that, that between five and $25 million family. And the way that we're doing that is to say, okay, we need to collaborate. It's about collaboration. It's about team building. Uh, my sports background enables me to understand, uh, you know, it takes excellent in, uh, intellectual capacity to win. That's the way it works. Every step of the way, there has to be the top 20% of people on our team. And so it turns out that um, I've got a great deal of enthusiasm for finding 20 percenters. Who is that attorney with these good ideas? Who's the evolving attorney with those good ideas and the time and the kind of personality that lends itself to um, really serving a family beyond just what looks obvious to them, but participating in the ideal of how to have family success? Um, if I could stop for a second, remember family is not my family. You know, it's not my daughter. It's not my son. I don't, if I had them, that wouldn't be my son. It's my mom. It's my grandmother. It's my sister. It's my daughter. It's my daughter's children. It's her husband's family. You just get that family tree out and start saying, who would like an elevated experience with success. And we're talking financial success on the one hand, and in a family office, we elevate it and say, no, we're talking family success on the other hand as well. That is, what does wellness look like? How do we access concierge medicine? What, who, who, what is that idea and how do we get there? Not easy to do, but we're, but we're participating in that space. Wellness, in, indeed, big part and wellness is different for my mom and it's different for me and it's different for my daughter and so we we have to address it from both uh, physical and mental wellness um, and, and any other kind of wellness that we can come up with so um, and it's fast moving um, and and so we want to be part of the, the wellness side it's about education um, a 529 plan sounds great, but is that really the best way to do it? Maybe it is. Maybe um, there's other forms that we can entrust structures that would serve our children better in the education world. And after education, what ha- I've got a family now that's so much fun to work with. The son is, is senior year at an institution back east. His sister just graduated from a uh, a, a significant college university here in California. And the question is, what the hell are we doing with our lives? Where are we going? And I, and there's many, I can think right now, three or four different families right off the top of my head where I'm working with those children um, and saying, okay, let's get you started. Let's get your savings in place. Let's get you what your mom and dad have got you under, got you started with in going. What are we going to do next? What about marriage? What about getting new homes? What about paying off, you know, if there's some college issues that we need to get to clean up? Um, that's not usually the case, but I'm thinking of one person who's just um, just got her master's and, and, and does have a little bit of something to clean up. How are we going to do that um, with, this, with the funds that dad's sending over her way and balance that with her future thoughts of success, buying, uh, finishing buying that house? 
So those are the kind of really interesting things that I work with children is getting them started with a solid, broad, strong foundation to for success. What's that look like? That's where the family office thinking. Uh, I go to a business owner and her husband, also a business owner, and he has three children and 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 there's a mom back in the East Coast and, and mom's having some health issues and maybe needs to move to the West Coast. How's she going to get here? Where is she going to leave when she gets here? Who's going to take care of her when she gets here? How's that going to work from a, a dollars and cents standpoint, given the assets that she and insurance fa- uh, things that she has now? How does that get integrated into what me and my what what her brother who lives in the Midwest is doing? And so those are very interesting. Um, and 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 his children. What what about them? How what kind of success tools can we deliver to them? It's a question you ask them. The answer doesn't usually come quickly, easily, uh, and it evolves over time. And so you just have to develop um, the questions. And the platform, also known as a quasi or sometimes a formal family meeting, where we just keep the ideas flowing and try to build, um, you know, a, a, a process of consideration. What's what, how do we make this work? So there's there's some quick ideas about, and and the I love this the the people that I, I studied um, up at Pepperdine with an organization, and you know what the phrase that we use that, that they taught me there was, if you've met a family office, you've met a family office, that, that, which is the way of saying no two families are ever going to be the same. They're going to be dramatically different every time. It's going to be very interesting and very different. So don't make any assumptions about what they need, how they need it, why they need it that way. Just have the form in mind that there is nothing that we're not going to be willing to develop collaboration, team players, the best team players, that, that that's the resource that we're really charged with. I don't need to know everything about elder law. I need to know who the players are there and the personalities that can serve this family the best. And when I don't know them, what's my process of finding them? Um, and so those things are in place. Um, yeah, I got certified as a, as a uh, family office management guy. And um, so, you know, you learn a lot about what you don't know, but how to find out. Um, so that's really um, uh, part of the, the, the 360 family office experience. Another place that's really coming alive is it's a combination of investments and philanthropy, you know, social socially conscious investing where, you know, we wonder about the environment and about the social impact um, and, and the governance of the firms that we're investing in. You know, what are they involved in? How are they executing that? And yeah, it's not everybody's cup of tea, but some people like to have, you know, a carbon neutral portfolio. How does that work? And do I have to sacrifice returns to get a carbon neutral portfolio? Um, it's a great question. And there's a very interesting and, and I think exciting answer for those that have those kind of sensitivities and uh, sensibilities. Um, so there's there's that. The other side of it, the, the, the extension of that is, how do we impact our community in a positive way? Do we do it through education? Do we do it by serving the poor in some other way? So there's philanthropy. So I think I've touched now on investments, philanthropy, family governance. And so the idea is 
that the issue comes up for us and then we develop the collaborative resources to put it together and then provide the energy, the most, I think, I think it's the most important thing, the energy for execution. Asking people to do things is not the way to get them done in my side of the world. So that's where we really elevate the experience for our families by saying, let me help you. Let me do that for you. Let's find someone to do that for us. And, and so that's the, I think the essence of the family office is that it delivers that infrastructure and that energy to execute the big ideas while the family is enjoying their, their, their better life. So I think that gives you the background on what a family office was, what it is now and what the opportunity to, to, to have that kind of structure, that elevated experience of the ultra high net worth working just the same way slightly different, but the same ideals uh, for you and your family today. So we'll leave it at that. Have a great uh, week or day as it may be. And we will see you soon with our next uh, episode of the 360 Family Office Making Life an Easier podcast. <laughs>